Sons of the Hunt podcast, episode number 19. Hell yeah. Doing a live session. Nice. What's up, everybody? Jose? Happy holidays. Hope your gobble day was good. That's that's it, man. We're just chilling tonight. We're going to talk about whatever you guys come up with. Hit us comments, questions, whatever. I mean, we've got some stuff to talk about, but we don't want to dive into anything too serious because this is kind of our end-of-the-year wrap-up, I think. That's it. Yeah. I mean, 19 is pretty disappointing. We thought we were going to hit 20. Well, there's always next week, man. I'm game. True, true. You want to do? You doing anything on like the twenty fifth? What day is that? Twenty fifth. Uh, let me look here. My computer isn't shit to bed on me. Uh, that's next Wednesday. Uh, no. That's Christmas though. That's Christmas Day. So, so probably not. Eh, we'll see. Maybe we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll get the ladies on the end of next week or something. Yeah, that might be a good. That'll be interesting. But yeah, I mean, we haven't done one since archery season ended. Yeah. So I mean, we could easily talk about how that went. That was. Uh, I don't got an awful lot to talk about. <laughs> I got. I, I mean, it was. It, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I, I didn't have a tremendous amount of uh, success, but uh, you know, I, I had a lot of things going against me this this season for sure. You know, with whole lack of uh, properties and whatnot. So yeah. thanks again for inviting me out. You know, you were cool enough to invite me out to a couple spots this year, and. Uh, you know, I, I got onto a new piece of property this year that I'm not certain is gonna pan out, but it was it was a great opportunity to get onto a piece and look around, you know. Yeah. So you, still you did see hunt. a nice deer. Yeah, yeah, I saw some nice deer. Yeah. So uh, you know, it wasn't a total loss by any means, but yeah. Um, you know, you, you got to take the good with the bad, man. You're gonna have challenging seasons, and you're gonna have some that just breeze by, and you know, you tag out before you know it, and then yeah. you're like, wow, that that didn't that wasn't hard at all. Yeah. The worst thing that could happen is when that happens to you your first go, like your first season, you oh, go yeah. out and you smoke a big buck and, and then you, yeah. you, sh- you, you shoot a doe and then you get a turkey in the spring and you do all right for small game, you know, right. whatever. You get out, do some waterfowl hunting and you, you get your limit and pheasants or whatever. And, yeah. and then the next season comes along and it just turns into a standard season and it's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. I just want to hit a couple couple uh things that people have said what are we drinking tonight is the hydroelectric from wall and paul pack this is the double yeah the double dry hopped edition yeah buddy so good so good um but yeah touching on what you said um about uh you know going from like a a, a high season to like a low season and you know i shouldn't even i take things for granted like i still had a great season right it didn't go exactly how how i was planning on it to go but what happened is, geez, how many were we two weeks in when I got permission to hunt this property behind the house? Yeah, something like that. It was you were already up and running, you know. Yeah, and what I did is I just kind of ended up punting. I didn't, you know, not hunt there at all. But I spent how many days in a row back behind the house? Yeah, a lot because I had those first two weeks off, and I went. Six days. I went from Monday th- through Saturday that first week, sitting back there. Well, no, it was the second week when we got that nasty weather. Yeah, and it was frigid. But I, I, I only had one stand that I set, and then I was hunting some that were already there. So it was more of a learning experience. I could have killed a buck, could have killed several buck, but yeah. I knew that there were nicer ones there, and I just 
held off. I was I was cool. You know, I, I mean, I shot the deer I shot last year that most people know about, which was decent three and a half year old deer. But I was I was ready to hold out for for something you know spectacular this year. And, sure, and that's what ended up happening. Oh, Matt D'Antonio, who's the coolest cousin you have? Through marriage count? See, seeing that, <laughs> seeing that that Matt's the only one probably watching right now. That's you, buddy. You got to do it. That's man. Matt. <laughs> I mean, he's a killer. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just any any season. He's just going to dominate it. So, good deal. He shot a buck with the bow this year. Nice. Congratulations, man. I don't think he shot a bear this year. He shot a bear last year, I think, or two years ago. Crushing it, dude. Um, what else we got? Is that Jose, Jose. Fragoso? Long longbow season, nice. I, I that's how you do it, man. Central one, Iowa, hell yeah. Yeah, one of these years I'm gonna I'm gonna invest in a longbow. Yeah, I've got a couple of recurves at the house. I have a recurve, but longbow is just it's, something about it. It's tits, man. Tits on rice, as they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I I I messed around with a recurve a few times, and uh, my issue is I've got three kids that take up a lot of my time. And uh, spending enough time to get proficient enough with it, do yeah. I feel comfortable shooting yeah. at a? I mean, I'm comfortable shooting at targets, but man, shooting at an animal—that's uh, you know, talk about getting shook a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a, that has to be a di- like a different level of like ice in your veins. Hell yeah, you know. Hell yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, well, it's kind of on this the same line. I told you, I got a, I got my kids a kitten for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole. Uh, deal was if we're getting another cat because I am not a cat person I'm, I'm a dog guy you know what I mean yeah. I'm not really a cat person but my kids we had a cat lost the cat died what have you so my kids were heartbroken so yeah. we got this new kitten for them you know so I'm like this is the deal if we get a new cat I get to name it and they're yeah. like alright that's cool that's cool so um, I named the cat Tread Barda <laughs> like you gave him like a first and last name. That's right, Tread Barda. Yeah, I know. He's a, I don't I know if you know Tread Barda, uh, you know he was like, yeah, you know, he, he was nuts. The Barda way, the hard way. Yeah, he was a nut job, man. Yeah, really cool guy. He was doing the conservation television thing before it was cool. Yeah. Um. So seeing as we lost him this year, yeah. uh, which was truly unfortunate. Uh, that guy went through some shit in his life, came out the other side, and ended up dying in a car crash. Of all things. Yeah. So I uh, named the cat Tread Barda. So if that cat's half the hunter Tread Barda was, there won't be a mouse in the neighborhood. Can't argue with that, man. Here's a Tread Barda. Yeah, he was a big longbow guy. Yeah. He was the first person I ever saw shoot waterfowl out of the air with a longbow. And one thing I know was he showed everything. Oh, yeah. No matter what happened. Win, lose, draw, fail. Yeah. If he screwed up, he showed it. True. And he was kind of along the lines of, you know, like I think he was one of the guys who kind of set the stage for the kind of uh, people who were into the Steve Rinellas. Yeah, know what I mean, yeah, yeah, Cameron yeah. Haynes, uh, yeah. you know that type of that that style of uh, outdoorsman. I think Tread Barter was the pioneer of that type of uh, you know model, if you will. Yeah, yeah, early pioneer. Yeah, he was something else, man. So yeah, my cat's name is Tread Barter. I see Aaron Ransom is is has joined. He cool. shot a nice buck. Oh yeah, we, yeah. We traded some some pictures. I actually the the buck that he shot, I had on trail camera back behind the house at that mock scrape. I'll sh- I'll show all this stuff at some point. I just don't know when or how I'm gonna do it, but that was a good one. 
he, yeah. he was he was a nice deer, probably three and a half year old deer. I'm thinking. Where was that? Just behind the house. Oh, at no that, that one stand that I set up. Your stand. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, super cool. Yep. That's and, awesome. Uh, that was actually that was such a great stand. Just a good location. And yeah. You said it a few there, times. Yeah, there was that one day, man, that I didn't hunt there, but it was in October. It maybe it was like October 30th or, or somewhere in there. Man, that one day there were like three different buck that hit it within like two hours. It was wild, and I have some good videos of them. So I'll, I'll probably post them. Maybe I'll cut up this little clip and put them in there. Yeah, that'd be cool. But, uh, yeah, I saw a lot. I saw a lot of buck, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you hit it hard this year. I, a lot of credit to you because, I mean, when you start your rotation, you don't mess around. No. And it was like, man, there's days where I wish I was in the stand because I'd see, you know, yeah. you'd message me like, you know, or I'd shoot a message to you and you're like, I'm still in the damn stand. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, there's days I wished I was out there and there's other days I was kind of glad I wasn't. You know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, yeah, I, I give you a lot of credit, man. You sucked it up this year and you hit it hard. And you know, you, you know what's what I felt more this year than ever is that it doesn't get easier Mm-mm. as you get older. No sir. And I know I know people are like, oh, how, like how old could you be? Right, right. And it was it was just I don't know. It was like hard. It was like I was. It was easier than getting up for work, but <laughs> yeah, but it's to still that. it's it was still like pulling yourself out of bed, right? Like especially that second week when. It was just like foggy, misty, snowy, wet days where you're sitting there all day. Yeah. And there was it was one of those days that I saw like like an abandoned button buck, like one that got shooed away. I saw that deer at like seven, and then didn't see another deer till like four. Yeah, that's a was, long day, man. And I'm sitting there, you know, cursing everything, just yep. like it's that that mental game of just. Hanging in there is so tough. It really on is. On those all-day sits. You know, and it's like, you know, you, you want to get out in the stand, and you, and you don't think about anything when you're in the stand. You clear your head. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, Sometimes you're like, yeah. all right, wait a minute. There's like a billion things I could be getting done right now, yeah, but just, I got to stick with it. I got to stick with it. I'm here. I can't leave. I'm not going to move. I'm staying right here. And it's like, man, it's, it's tough sometimes. It's yeah. tough. I think I texted you that one day about that. I was like... Man, I've been here for like ten hours. There's so many things I could have gotten done uh-huh. as far as editing a podcast or, or yeah. you know, actual work, like work around the house. And it's just like, man, it's it just like it's so hard. Because I mean, I, I say it all the time. Everyone around me knows what I'm about to say, but time is seriously the most valuable thing. Indeed, to me at least. Oh, to many. You know? Yeah, you're not alone. You know what I mean? It, it's tricky. I mean, especially now. I mean, it's like the holiday season now. Yeah. You know, people, you know, get real hung up on a lot of stuff and it gets challenging to uh, yeah. kind of stay the course and trying to find the time to do extracurricular stuff is real challenging. You know what I mean? And, oh, for sure. For and, you, sure. you know, during hunting season, you know, that's kind of a busy time for a lot of people, uh, people in retail, uh, you know, people in restaurants, you know, who, who uh, work in the culinary field. I mean, it's a busy time for those people. So trying to find that time is is a super huge challenge. And uh, you know, so kudos to all those guys who get out there and make it happen. Ah, speaking of, there's uh, Mr. Jeff Hunsinger, Chef Hunsinger, just checked in, just Chef talking Hunts. about yeah how yeah. how hard it is for people in the culinary industry to get out and do some hunting and uh, showed us up this year though. Yeah, he did a great job, man. He got out, got his kids out there this year. A lot of pictures of him with his kids on stands. So that's yeah. that's. Uh, Super admirable. Love to see that, man. So know, kudos to you there, Chef. Yeah. Uh, getting your kids out there and getting them into it. You know, it's uh, 
And it's I, good, always good to see that next generation coming up. Yeah, you shot a nice eight pointer. Pretty Indeed. sure. Um, so what do we got going on, man? No one's really interacting here. We got twenty three people watching. That's all right. Zero, zero, keep, zero people. Keep yapping. Uh, well, speaking of, uh, what's up there, Chef? How are you? Good to see you. Um, speaking of what beer we're drinking, so we are drinking the the double dry hop uh, hydroelectric from Low Wall and Paul Pack Brewing. However, yeah. sort of pales in comparison to a, another beer we had recently. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of one of the reasons that we've been a little bit tied up. I mean, mm -hmm. it took up. Sometime, not a crazy amount of time, but uh, yeah, we recently released our, our collaboration beer with Wall and Paul Pack and and Log Tavern and mm -hmm. Hopping Eagle. Yeah, that was uh, that was some kind of little event you had there, man. It was a good time. Thanks everybody that came out and hung out with us. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, a, a good of group of people showed up and hung out. We drank a lot of beer. Yeah, uh, kind of hung out uh, amongst the uh, the secret cauldrons of mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Logan. The sleeveless wizard. Yeah, and that was that was a cool experience seeing people come out and support us. And yeah, it was it a was, lot of it, fun. It, yeah, it it makes it uh, you know seem a little more real. Yeah, and uh, I know a lot of people who who follow along a little bit more closely, you know, they saw some hints as to what we were doing, and I think some people knew about it. But mm -hmm. you know, right at the end of turkey season. Uh, my wife, my sister, and I picked a ton of spruce tips. Yeah. I think it was like, I don't I forget how many pounds, like up, upwards of like 10 pounds of spruce tips. And we weren't really sure what we were, when or what we were going to do with them, but it kind of all came together in the right way. And we were able to get together with those guys and put them in some beer. And it was, it, <laughs> I went there actually, I went to the Wall and Paul Pack on Black Friday for the release of this beer. The, the hydroelectric. Right, right. And um, I tasted it, and but that was before uh, they carved it or anything, and uh, didn't taste like it tastes now. We'll just put it that way. I was I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, this is going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> this tastes like nothing, warm sock water. Yeah. That's, what, that's honestly what it tastes like at the time. I was like, this tastes Man. like sock water, <laughs> which is like, what? But it was weird. It was very weird tasting an unfinished beer, and that's something that I don't have any experience with. Right, right. So having uh, that foresight to taste it and go, okay, I know where this is going to go. Yeah, and and he, he, Logan just had that natural calm, like, nah, it'll be fine. You know, yeah, yeah. Just like he he knew what was going on with right, it. And right. I was like, oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, uh, for advanced palates. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> it just it changed, man. Yeah, in like the what was it? Black Friday, so it was like another week and a half, two weeks maybe, something like that, when we released it. Yeah. And, man, it just obviously biased, but, man, I'm into it. Yeah, it was really, really good, man. It was funny. I, I bought one, and then Logan handed me one. Yeah. So I had two of them. Oh, yeah. When yeah, it first got there. <laughs> I was yeah. like, we're hitting the ground running, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. I mean, it, I wouldn't uh, piss if you weren't double fisting. Yeah, right. right? Well, it was funny because I, I, took, I took it up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm picking something up at the end there. I don't know what it is. You're like, dude, is it spruce? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, maybe. Uh, oh, this is... Thank you, Doug Catbird, because this is awesome. Uh, uh, oh, I just saw that. How Read about that. that? Okay. Here, let's play a game. 
y'all are now the PGC board. What three Sundays would you choose to allow hunting? I've been talking to everybody about yeah, this. Yeah, I've had a few conversations as well. Yeah, interesting. So, <clears throat> you go first. You go first? All right. Um, I would have to say the first Sunday rifle. Um, I that makes say, sense. Yeah, um, it, yeah. I just because it's a big, a greater appeal for a larger uh, segment of the population, the hunting mm-hmm. population. Um, I would put one Sunday during the rut, and the third Sunday. I know they're kind of leaving it up to you know the the game commission to m- make the call on it. I would like to see it. Uh, hopefully, it wouldn't get wasted, but I would like to see it used for a youth season. Which like, one? So, like, um, well, I know th- we had an interesting conversation with Harold Dobb on the, the turkey season and whether or not it would be right, right for the species. Yeah, that- uh, so it would be good to see a Saturday-Sunday for the youth turkey season or a Saturday-Sunday for that. That They have that um, in October. There's a, a Saturday where either youth hunters or, or um, senior hunters can go out and shoot a antlerless deer with the rifle. It's like the third... It's like Saturday, uh, like around the October twenty something ish yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's usually right in the, during archery season, but it gives them a, a really good opportunity at harvesting an antlerless deer with a rifle, with a firearm. Right. Um, like to see a Saturday Sunday opportunity there, maybe. You know, for, for to, to get people, it's the three R's. You know that uh, recruit. Um, oh geez, I just dropped the ball. I the, yeah, it's, you can't. Yeah, I suck you at this game. Name thirty three percent of the three R's. Uh, I did. Uh, recruit, recruit, retain, re- and... Reuse, recycle. Yeah, reuse, recycle. <laughs> recruit, That's retain, and reintroduce. There we go. Yahtzee, baby. Um, so, you know, to, to be able to reintroduce somebody on that day or to get a, a young kid involved in it and take him out with a 243 and knock a doe down or something like that, that would be a good opportunity. I don't know. That's my, yeah. that's my take on it. You know, I can't really think of another opportunity. I know that the waterfowl is a sketchy um, conversation because yeah. of the, the the season outlines. I mean, so I'm obviously that Sunday for rifle season first. Yeah, I mean it doesn't make sense right now to have Saturday wait a day Monday. Might as well just go Saturday Sunday Monday right, go right. right for it. Because at the same time I was thinking, oh let's well they'll probably tack it onto the end of every season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what I think they should do for archery. That's a good idea because sometimes you get the holiday. You get that Monday for right, archery, right, so right, right. that w- that would be a nice little a little stretch. There's some you could get eight straight days of hunting in, yeah. Which I might that's do. That's not a bad option. They do it. So I'm into the first Sunday of rifle, the last either last or second to last day of archery, and then I would go with the first. It would be the first Sunday of spring gobbler. Mm. That's where I'd put it because. You know, I've been talking to a lot of people lately, and, and, you know, my mind it kind of is changing on how our turkey season is set up. I, I, I understand, you know, like, right. it's where it is for a reason. But, I mean, Pennsylvania is starting to become a destination state for turkey. Oh, absolutely. Just yeah, because we've our, got some incredible areas for it. Yeah, but, I mean, the population is huge yeah, at is. this point. And it's just, is it is it at a tipping point? Where it's like, are there too many? I mean, the last couple of years I've shot two gobblers, like, yeah. and it's almost not like super challenging. Well, for some people, you it know is, what I mean. Other people, for, so like, you, for let's just all right. So let's 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 flip the coin here. So for me, it, it's more challenging. 
Uh, your place excluded because I know you're like just come up and, and shoot yeah. one here with you know because Jason came up and shot one yeah. in the spring. It was fantastic day. It was a great lesson for him. Um, we've talked about that on an earlier episode, so look that one up. That that's a great conversation we had and a great story. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, I again losing properties. I had some great properties right. to kill turkeys. Right. So a guy like myself who who has to either turn to state game lands or you know like public land, or um, you know rely on the kindness of others to kind of take them out somewhere right, right. it can be a huge challenge but that that's kind of i don't, I don't know how uh, common that scenario is but uh yeah i mean as far as this being a destination area you're absolutely right because there yeah. is some beautiful state game lands around here um i was uh, there's a water waterfalls um what are they called yeah something waterfalls up here in honesdale 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 yeah honesdale um, my other brother daryl and my other brother daryl um, damn it, I can't, it's, it's not coming, but, but there's a, a, a lot of game lands up there. I ran into, um, one of the, um, one of the game officers up there and had a great conversation with him, younger guy. And he was telling me a, lo- a lot about like the local game lands, how people don't realize how much is actually there. And, uh, I started talking to a few people that were from that area about it. And they're like, man, there, it's just loaded, loaded. Yeah. So there is public land where you can come here from, you know, outstate, yeah. you know, New York, New Jersey, um, the surrounding areas. But the problem with that is a lot of people don't choose to do that because you can't hunt on Sundays. So it really hinders a lot of, you know, out-of-state hunters because they can only come in maybe for Friday and Saturday for a weekend. Yeah. If they're lucky, they can hunt Friday, and only the second half of the season can they hunt afternoon. Right. So it's it's a bit of a challenge. So, I mean, some people would look at that as a good thing because they don't want out-of-staters coming in here and hunting. You know what I mean? But, you know, when you look at what it costs for an out-of-state license, that money can go a long way if we we're going to get True. some more out-of-state True. guys into the area uh, and kind of entice them with an extra day or one weekend where you're going to yeah. see all your out-of-staters are going to come in for that Saturday-Sunday hunt. Yeah. And the rest of the season, then you kind of have best of both worlds, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Maybe I should clarify on on my statement saying that, you know, it it's not that it hasn't been challenging. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate that I get I could get a lot of time to hunt. Sure. But, I mean, the reaction that you're seeing with the birds isn't what it should be. I, I we're, like we're we're definitely at the tail end. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everyone can agree with that. I mean, to get, like moving just like getting us a week ahead. So there's the youth season. That's yep. that Saturday. Yep. Let everyone hunt that Sunday. Yeah. The day after that's the youth. That's not a bad season. idea. That's so not a maybe bad something idea. like that. Just kicking it. And giving us that little bit, because then you'd have a week off. You know, because you're right, we are. We're at the tail end of the breeding season, I think, yeah. is what you were shooting for. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're at the tail end of the breeding season, and that's when they're easiest to um, trick them a little bit. You know, yeah. they're not exactly on their game. Yeah, because you know, then, I mean, so. once you, I mean, the afternoon in the in the later part of that season is more of a ambush Right. type of scenario than anything. Yeah, when you, know, you get you, that You got to set up and, and know, like, all right, the birds are hitting this corner of this field just to fly up at the end, and yeah. you got to sit there and wait. That's it. You're yeah. not really going to exactly call them. exactly right. Them. You ambush them. You just get in their way. Yeah. Um, and that and that's it. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a, a valid point for sure. Um, you know, the, uh, I think when, when, when you say, um, you know, it, you, you have it, I don't want to say you have it easier. It's not so much that, I think you find it simpler. No. You're just good at it. Like, I've well, hunted with you. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm making blood. Sure. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's You're a good turkey hunter. So some people will pull up the state game lands. They'll walk in 100 yards and sit down and not hear a damn thing. You'd be like, this sucks. There's no yeah. turkeys in yeah. <laughs> There's no turkeys that, in Pennsylvania. That's a, that's a, you know, that's a whole different discussion. Whole, whole I, I understand. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things, man, where, uh, you know, if you put in the time and effort, this is a great area. I mean, look at Hunter Wallace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, look at uh, all the birds that he kills yeah. with his dad and that group that he ha- that he hunts with. All those yeah. guys, you know, they they Child's slay play. him every year. Child's play for him. I know, right? He's <laughs> yeah. cake. But I mean, they put in the time. I mean, yeah. Who has yeah. a professional scouter? True. You know what I mean? True. You know, Jeff Jeff Wallace. I mean, you know, he, yeah, professional scouter. That's not easy name to earn. P.S. Yeah. Jeff Wallace, P.S. P.S. <laughs> Ah, you could flip a like flip a badge. That'd be oh, sweet. Yeah, that'd be that'd be top notch, man. We have to make that happen. Jeff Wallace, P.S. See that we, we got a couple of t-shirt Hands ideas up. coming down the pipeline, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's, it's gonna happen. Spurs up. <laughs> Spurs. Wings against the wall. <laughs> oh, that's uh, good stuff. So I don't know. That's a that's a pretty good suggestion. I like that. Yeah. I like that idea. I mean, I know somebody. Would, a lot of people were saying, you know, they're upset about it being in bear season. Uh, you know, they're talking about doing a bear season, but I'll tell you what, man, we had a record uh, harvest. Yeah, record harvest so, this year for bear. So y- the population's up. Give me a special season that's one day with the bow on a Sunday during their breeding season. There you That'd go. be. I, I I wish that we can hunt bear during the breeding season with the bow. Yeah, I mean, you could do it all over the country. Even here, not saying bait them or anything, right, right. but let us hunt mm-hmm. in June, July, somewhere in there yeah. with yeah. the bow. I mean, everyone's food plots, they light up with bear. That's just how it goes. And, and I, I don't know. I, I wish. It just, you know, we're just, uh, you know, spitballing here. I, I do want to address this comment. Okay. <clears throat> How do you feel about the suggestion of a bonus buck tag being discussed yeah, by the PGC? So this is something I've been talking about forever, and it was... Good question. Good question, yeah. Anthony. This was before uh, this was really even being discussed. I, But it, the way I always thought about it was it should definitely have stipulations. It should probably be a lottery. Because, I mean, you can't just offer it up to everyone. Yeah. Like I don't think... Tag. I think that might be... Too much. Um, if anything, the second one should have some stipulations with it. I would agree with that. And and you know, I I know that there's some talk about the antler restrictions going mm-hmm. away. Right, right. But I think that second one, if anything, should be increased antler restrictions, like okay. eight, eight point or better, as wide as the ears. But I guess you can't say that as wide as the ears. you right, have right. to That's... give it some kind of. Yeah, you know, no, I think measurable. the point, point restriction is going to be easier to, to like, figure out on the on the hoof, so to speak, you know yeah. I mean, as they're coming towards yeah. you. Four on a side. Yeah, yeah. That's, Four I guess on a that's, side, yeah. I guess that's what you'd have to say. So that was always my thought on that. Do uh, do I think that's going to happen? I, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if they if they do away with antler restrictions and award a second tag, I don't know. I uh, That seems drastic to me. I, it, just, it seems... A little far-fetched, but who knows? I don't know. You know, we'll see yeah. what happens, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and maybe something along the lines of how they dispense 
uh, the antlerless tags too. I mean, you may be able to issue bonus tags in certain WMUs and not in others. Right. Give population. I mean, right. you might have to look at that and, and restrict it in that regard. But I think a lottery would be a good idea. Lottery, yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of how they do with the elk. Like, I don't. I I apply every year for just the point for elk, and I'll pay them ten bucks oh, a yeah. year just to get the point because yeah. honestly, I don't have the time or the the resources to go on an elk hunt every year. Yeah. So I don't even put in for it because that would be the year that I drew. I drew a tag and couldn't right, go. You know? Right, right, right. Um, so I, I'd rather pay the $10 for the point. So if you had the same system, people are accruing points. That, I mean, it's all about, you know, everyone's like, oh, the game commission's only about the money. Well, they yeah. kind of have to be at times. So I would agree yeah. with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you know, you, you're contributing that $10. I got no problem paying 10 bucks to get that elk point. Yeah. Because one of these days I'm going to cash them in. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? And it's going to play in my favor when I do. It's going to give me a better opportunity, especially if I'm just looking for a cow tag. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm, listen, bull elk are awesome. I would love to go shoot a Pennsylvania bull elk because right. they are some of the biggest in the nation. But I, I, I want the meat. I'd rather go shoot like a four year old cow yeah. and bring home a couple hundred pounds of, of, of meat. Um, but, you know, that. I can also do that out in Colorado with an over the counter tag. And maybe hold out and shoot a bull in Pennsylvania. I haven't made that decision yet, but nonetheless, it's it's an option. You know what I mean? So if you can start, even if it's five bucks, throw out five dollars for an application. If you get it, then you can pay the twenty-five dollars or fifty dollars or whatever they would charge you for the extra tag. If you don't get it, well, it would only cost you five bucks to put your name in the hat, and then you can roll your point over to the next year, like a standard lottery. You know, maybe who knows? Yeah. Yeah, maybe we're getting a little long-winded on it, but I mean, you know, I, I like the question. You know what I mean? Because it does beg the question, is the herd enough to support an extra tag? Yeah, and I... I mean, maybe it's maybe you do that in the CWD zones. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of getting rid of the antler restrictions. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's there's pros and cons to all these statements, of course. We're just coming up with them yeah, on the Yeah, and, and so. I mean, this is just, you know, I don't even know if this was fully discussed uh, at any level yet. Oh, well, who knows? I mean, I mean I, it I may have know. been, it may not. I mean, but... It is now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there I you guess. have it. Just play this um, back for the PGC, man. All your questions Ed, will be answered. Ed Rogolowski says, I believe the Game Commission has met and this has met in this week has met this week that the three Sundays would be ending archery on a Sunday. Bear season would be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. That that was another thing that I, I kind of figured they might do in rifle open on Saturday and a Third Sunday would be Sunday after this Saturday opener. Yeah, so that's what we're that saying. Makes so, sense. so Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, that that definitely makes that sense. That would make more sense, honestly. I mean, because if you were to give people an extra day like that Sunday for the antlerless yeah. season, that would probably work out better than the first Saturday for, for buck only. Imagine if you were anti Saturday opener and anti Sunday hunting. Do you just Get in a corner in the fetal position or? Just move to New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, let's see, we got that from Ed. Um, oh, yeah. oh, sure. We just had Courtney Colley join in. Hello, Courtney. Welcome to the crazy. Welcome to the circus. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could start um, a poll right here. She said... Uh, oh, that's a good idea. We, we might have to do that. We to start a poll to see what season folks would like the third Sunday to be. Yeah, I don't think have, I could do it right here, no, but I definitely could. No, we might do that like, and add it to the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a great sure. idea. Yeah, we could share that all over. Sure. 
Yep. Yeah, because we have access to a lot of the the, the Pennsylvania groups are uh, we we're in pretty good favor with most of them. So uh, some of them don't care for us, but you know the, the feeling's pretty mutual. Science. <laughs> Hashtag science, biatch. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we can share it off to a lot of the Pennsylvania groups, and I'm sure they would more than, be more than happy to, you know, share their opinion yeah. with, with a lot of that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, that sounds like a great idea. I mean, and it, w- it might help you guys out over at the Pennsylvania Game Commission, you know, get a handle on, a better handle on, on what people want. I mean, I'm right. sure, you know, a lot of this stuff has been open to public comment, as she stated, you know, when she was here. Um so I mean I'm sure they're getting a lot of feedback, uh, but if we can kind of yeah we, we throw them I guess we, we would have to means. we would have to kind of think out all the possibilities yeah yeah that wouldn't be a bad idea that's not something you want to just throw up on the fly that's something that we'd have to think on for a minute late season archery last day should be <laughs> <laughs> no one speaking of man that's coming down the pipeline brother so excuse me here's the thing this year I have two doe tags so I yeah. only killed one deer this year yeah. So it, it's meat crisis central here. This is ground zero for yeah, meat I've crisis. Yeah, I've got a handful myself. But um, that stand that we were just talking about is, uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to even say it anymore. Yeah. Nothing's a uh, slam dunk. Yep, you got it. You got to tr- on that. Because you, you brought me with you and you said it and I jinxed everything. Yeah, but that was if it wasn't for all the traffic, <laughs> you know? Traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Cars driving through our hunting spots. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, I think that I'm going to this is this is actually tough. That's pretty lofty goal to, yeah. to kill two deer in the late season with the bow. Indeed. I think it's I could doable. do it. And I'm borderline I've been looking at flintlocks to try yeah. to use that buck tag. Which is something I think that we need to start uh lobbying for. Why does it have to be flintlock only to use your antler tag as a doe tag in the late season? Why, why can't it be with the buck? Yeah, I think it should be able to be with archery because there's not a lot of nut jobs like us out there doing it no. second season. I mean, who knows? I'm sure they have their reason, but that would be, a, that would be a, a, a good question to pose to the right people. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. So Doug, Doug Capert had, had another one. Now, I have not um, had a chance to uh, read the article about the proposed changes. Um, it just came out. So um, I don't know much about them. So yeah. I didn't want you to think that we didn't see the question. Yeah. Um, I just I don't I can't really speak on it because I haven't read the article yet. Um, unfortunately. Yeah, reading though. But uh, yeah, it's good good stuff. I mean, we have to get into it. That maybe that'll be a you know a discussion for the the first uh, first episode of 2020 for season three. Yeah. Um, here we go. Hey, Candace, what's happening? I haven't seen Candace Aaron in some time. She's on here as well. Uh, that Sunday in archery would allow archery hunters, small game hunters, and turkey hunters to that Sunday. Uh, that's that's actually a good point. Wait, the last Sunday in, in regular archery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a, that would give a few people out there because again, we, we got there are a lot of small game hunters out there that that's that's their bag, man. Mm-hmm. That's their big thing. They're down with the small game, um, you know. Just like waterfowl hunters, sometimes you know what I mean. It's like yeah. that's their passion. That's their the number one. Yeah. Everything else is kind of a side note. Yeah. Um, so and and I, I think they get overlooked a little bit. I don't think they get as much credit as they deserve sometimes for you know, the, the time and effort they put into that. Yeah. Because it's challenging, man. It really is. It's like you're in deer season. You see squirrels everywhere. 
and you go back to that same spot to hunt squirrels and you're never. shit out of luck. Yeah, never. That's just not that happening. Never you works. might catch one on the fly every once in a while, but yeah, and then you you've got like thirty five dollars shots with yeah. your bow. Yeah, and you're just yeah, like exactly. Mm, I'll, you know, I'll slice this squirrel in half and it won't be worth the nope. thirty five dollars. Can you imagine if you? <laughs> Calculate the price per pound of squirrel meat if you shot it with a, a bow. <laughs> Especially with one of your arrows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. geez, you've got an awful lot of money tied up in one arrow. Yeah. That's why uh, I don't shoot them that often. Yeah, that's right? that's the real reason. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the real reason. <laughs> the deer uh, must be worthy of that arrow. Yeah. <laughs> We're not I, worthy. Know, I, I did a, a, a live, a Facebook live squirrel hunt a couple of years back. It was really cool. I got a lot of really positive feedback on it from people who are not... Ooh. Squirrel. I saw that. It just caught my attention. <laughs> Scroll pot pie sous vide. We're, we oh, man. <laughs> we we both just you know think, yeah, we, think it, with our t- stomachs. Seriously, like, totally oh, interrupted my entire conversation <laughs> there. But that's all right. I, I'll, it's acceptable. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell I was saying. Oh, the, the, the I did that live squirrel, squirrel hunt, yeah. and I had a great day. I actually I think I got my limit that day. Yeah, and it was late season. It was. I, I'm February. planning on doing a lot of late season hunting this year. Good deal. I say that, but you know, yeah. then it gets. Eight degrees. I'm telling you, my wife was getting up this morning, go to work, and it was nine out, and yeah. she went out to start her car, and I thought she was about to die when she came back in the yeah. house after going out to start her car. You know, and I'm laying in the warm bed. I'm like, you know, I hunting this, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'll never forget. You're a crazy ass. My dad took me hunting one time after, after Christmas, the day after, and we we used to hunt at this place out in Beach Lake, and we had a couple guys that would hunt, and that day we did drives we just with the bow yeah and i remember i got i walked all the way to the back of this pond and they were pushing all the deer around it i was young i was probably like 14 so the point is that i was stupid yeah i was a stupid little 14 year old kid and i i hunkered down and it was like sub-zero it was so cold Mm -hmm. It had to, it was in the single digits, and I think that's probably why we were doing drives because no one was sitting for any amount of time right, that right. day. And the deer don't move in that weather either. I mean, just to feed, and that's about it. And here, and here, here's how stupid I was. I I was sitting there with the bow, and I had I had it like tight up against my face, and it was that it was a an alpine extreme, and it I was looking at the bow, and it was covered in frost, and I was like. Hmm. <laughs> And I was like, I wonder, I wonder if my tongue would stick to it. And it it did. And I was sitting there, and it was starting to stick. And all of a sudden, I heard deer coming. I ripped it off. <laughs> and the crazy, the crazy thing of the whole thing is that a deer came like five yards. Like this giant doe came like yeah. five yards, and I couldn't even move. Oh, she man. like caught me. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't because of the tongue thing. It was just she just <laughs> came in so close. You know what I mean? Oh, that's awesome. And uh, oh, that's I funny. just remember how cold it was that day. Yeah. It was like one of those days, like the stick, like the branches, like sticks frozen. Like yeah. you could hear things coming from so far because the air was so crisp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Later that day, though, we did another drive, but they did it where I got in a stand and they pushed, and I ended up killing a deer that day. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. I remember all that so vividly. I wish I was filming then. Right. I know. It's the stuff we wish we could have done and gone back and, you know, taken another run at. Yeah, that was actually wild. That deer ran right under me. It was like a point-blank shot. It was awesome. Uh, Got a couple more. uh, So, uh, Anthony, another thing. uh, Any tips tips on keeping your feet warm during late season? Dude, uh, I'm, I'm lost on keeping my feet warm anymore. I don't know. And like I was saying, that's why... 
I was having such a hard time mm-hmm. with you. I have, I wear uh, the Arctic muck boot. Yeah. That my feet used to never get cold in. Right. And this year, man, that was that was my my thing. My wife did pick me up a pair of. I don't know. I don't think it was. Oh, so it wasn't hand warmer. It was Yak Track makes them. They're they're insoles. Okay. And they're heated. Yeah. But they're not like a bag of like that activated right, carbon. Right. They have like, like a solid. It's almost like a plastic sole. Okay. And I'll tell you what, man, those things are awesome. Yeah, a Thermacell makes um, a really uh, a really interesting set. Now I've talked to a few people about them. And um, Mike from PA Bull Hunting, yeah, uh, he had them for a while, and he said he had a terrible time with them. Yeah, so they didn't work. So I'm I was hard pressed to there's spend a, 120 bucks on a pair if there, know, I have somebody that I trust. Yeah, there's there's work. a new there's a new brand that's making heated insoles now. They're black and orange, and they have like honeycomb patterns on them. And okay, heard, I have I've seen heard, them. I don't know who makes them. I've heard they're real good. About. I've seen them on Facebook, but boot blankets. I've boot heard, blankets work. Yeah, 100%. I've heard good things about boot blankets. Now I have a pair of electric socks that you put a nine bolt in my uncle gave them to me yeah and i'm i don't know man i don't know why <laughs> how are there not heated boots yet i don't know i mean you figure if you could plug in your cell phone and get a good charge and even if you could plug one of these bricks into it or something yeah. like that now numa makes really good heated vest yeah i've heard I've it's, read ne- really it's never my core that it. gets cold though no, well you know it, you'd be surprised at how much warmer you'd be if your core was warm um, because it controls your blood flow, yeah. the temperature of your blood flow. But yeah. if I if I can keep my hands warm and my head warm, I'm pretty good. My feet, it's a shit show every year. I unfortunately, took, I, I took some feet. people hunting uh, the last couple of days of rifle to shoot doe, which was man the the worst <laughs> worst. I, I'm not saying it, it was the worst. It was it was a lot of fun hunting mm, <laughs> with sure. everyone, but man, we just uh, no luck. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just put it that way, and. Uh, those days, I was sitting out with just wool layers on and like a pair of pants and a hoodie. Yeah, and, and I just wasn't getting cold. Yeah, yeah, but my feet were getting cold. That was the only thing. Man. And that's it. You build a, t- a level of tolerance. I think you know the more yeah. you do it, the more you subject yourself to the cold weather, the easier it becomes. And you yeah. know, I'll, I'll say like, you know, my wife is cold all the time. Yeah, and I'm, I'll be sitting there in just a pair of gym shorts on the couch, and she's under, she's in full garb with a blanket yeah. wrapped around her. She's like, I can't believe you're not cold. Yeah, I'm like, I get warm, but that it's like you give a little you get a little you know what i mean you give up that ability to regulate your temperature when you're indoors but when you're outdoors it's a little easier to suffer through those colder temperatures you know what i mean so i might try the battery operated socks i see uh justin uh said he tried electric socks and they did not work yeah i've heard that i'm gonna try them in my house before i take them out i don't want to be in the woods when my freaking boots decide to catch on fire (laughs) ed Ed rogolowski that's a good point Uh, unscented antiperspirant on your feet will help keep them dry because that Mm -hmm. that is what happens i actually this year bridget bought me uh the the boot dryer because that was i I burned through two of her hair dryers yeah that'll happen remember my pro tip not not a pro tip yeah it was it was (laughs) really dumb burn burn through two uh hair dryers real quick and then we got the boot dryer which was nice but yeah, trying it. That's that's that is the biggest thing. I don't know why, but for some reason, I, my feet were sweating yeah. this year. Well, you know what works really good for that is uh, sock liners. Yeah, the, you the can wicking buy the polypropylene, socks. The polypropylene sleeves—they look like stockings. There's yeah. no weight to them at all, but they wick. 
the moisture off. And I, I, I'm a big fan of them. I used to use them more when I pheasant hunted. I have I have them, and I felt like the one time I wore them, my feet got colder. Mm. And I don't know what it what it was, but then I haven't really used them since. But well, when I, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what, hunting or something, you're driving. They're nice because if yeah. you're moving and then you stop and then you move and you stop, they're I think are more appropriate for that than they would be on an all day sit. But the one thing that works for sure are the boot blankets. Yeah. But I also they also have the negative side where I, I think I've told the story before on the podcast yeah. where I was hunting the first day of rifle season with the bow, and I had a nice buck coming in behind me. And I grunted, and I had him coming in, and he was circling around me. And when I, I stood up, I tried to to reposition myself, and yeah. they were just like, just, yeah, made a noise, yeah. and he was like, peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they have pros and cons for sure. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I've never tried the boot blankets, but every time I've talked to people, they're like, you got to get boot blankets. They work yeah. great. Gary, my buddy I, Gary. You know I, what saw, I, mean? I saw a newer pair this year that looked... Like it, they were slimmed down, and it yeah. looked like they had rubber soles. Hmm. So that I might be. Uh, it, I mean, I still wouldn't want to walk in the woods in them, but that'd be helpful. Oh no, you, stand, you, you, you know definitely I mean? don't walk right, in them. Right, right. But the ones that we had, they were they look like big giant sleeping bags that yeah. you put over your your. That's boots. what I'm familiar with. Yeah, those the, are the ones I'm I think with. that they just came out with a new a newer that, you know, some smart engineer somewhere slimmed down a little bit. So right, right. That that might be something I might look into. Mm-hmm. So. 45 going, minutes here, man. for a minute here. I mean, we got a couple more things I think we need to address before we check out the live session here. Uh, Luke, uh, talking food, any good new recipes? Mm. Mm. I, I don't know that I have a new one, but I got a few that I'm excited about. Yeah. So I did get that deer um, that yeah. that guy gave me. A little donation. Yeah, a nice donation. Some dude donated essentially an entire buck to me. Um, yeah. So I got a good bit of meat out of that. So I've got some bones that I'm going to roll into uh, a little demi-gloss that's i'm really excited about and um i've got some uh some shank set aside with good chunks of meat on it uh, yeah do a little asabuco you know what that was like the the kiss death for me after i tried that i was like i need to get another deer right away because i these were good but i know how i can make them better next time yeah i don't know I don't know if they'll ever be a next time, Jay. I, <laughs> it's just like I was like towards the tail end of the rut, I was like, I'll shoot a doe if it comes by now, which is yeah. crazy. I, I never would in the past, right, right. but I never only had one deer in the freezer at the end of the archery season. So I don't know. Yeah, I got as much meat as I possibly could off of that deer, man, because I was like Jones and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll definitely be out at least one or two days in the second season just to just to take a crack at. It. I don't know. I don't care where. I'm gonna get out and, and get after a little bit and see if I can get get something going because honestly, it's just good to be out that time of year just to say you did it. Honestly, yeah. um, you know, separate the men from the boys there. Demi you know? De- Demi Gloss Asabuco. Now we're talking to Jeff Hunsinger. Yeah, he, he's liking yeah. that. Yeah, nice. so I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. I've made Demi Gloss in the past with venison. And I saved it up because you don't really get a lot because yeah. of, you know, unless you shoot three or four deer and yeah. you've got 10, 12 pounds of bones, you, you don't really get a lot. Yeah. So I had enough for like three, two serving meals. That was about as much as I got. Yeah. Because I, 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 like the thing is when you boil that down and you get that layer of fat on the top of it, like you put it in a container and you got to let it cool. And when it does, you get a layer of fat that settles on the top. Mm. Some people scrape it off. I actually leave it on there. Mm. And then you can, that acts as like a nice air seal 
you can throw, just throw a lid on the container, toss it in the freezer, and you're good. When you want it, pull it out. You can scrape the fat off of it and cut up as you want. So that fat acts as almost like a barrier. Eat yeah, it with just a spoon. Eat it right in your mouth. Eat it you with know? a spoon. Put it's that good wax vitamins and fat in it and all right kinds of mouth. stuff. Uh, but you know what I mean. So you don't get that much unless you've got a, you know a large cache of of deer bones. But um, you know, so you got to kind of make it count. So I saved it up for a good friend of mine, uh, a chef from down in like the mountaintop area, is a good friend of mine, and he came up and kind of. You don't want to just use that on a Wednesday night for someone who doesn't know what the hell it is. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you, that, when you do something like that, you put the amount of work into it. You want to share that with somebody special who gets it, who understands the process. There's, there's a good question. Do you roast your bones? Oh, first? absolutely, absolutely. You I roast. roast my, I roast my bones. You I roast, roast a bone first. Jay? Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> roast that bone. Yep. Yeah. I roast do you ever my do bones. a neck I roast? Roast my root vegetables. Uh, I do use. Um, Leek, which is a little bit non-traditional. I use leeks in my roast, and I use oh. tomato paste. <laughs> you know, Luke just said Asoguchi, which I was like, whoa, what is that? That's, <laughs> that's, that's some kind of Italian swear word. Yeah, it's fan- fancy, like uh, like like Guido. God medicine. bless you, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, citrus, uh, fresh herbs, and low and slow. I'm going to need a recipe for that there, sir. Stat. Yeah. Um, ever Gucci. do a neck roast? Absolutely. I'm a big fan of the neck roast in the crock pot, low and slow. Let that sucker rock for six, seven hours. Hell yeah, man. That's great for. Uh, well, oh, he he meant to say book. I'm like Gucci. What? The I, hell? I, 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 yeah, I, I saw <laughs> that. That's he, a new that one he, on me. I saw that he expected it, but I I'm in love with Aso Gucci. So yeah, I'm we gonna... might have to create our own new recipe. Um, the new oh. Aso Gucci. Oh wow. That, that, we should just. Straight up mimic that that's design. Like the, that's the third T-shirt come off this episode. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna mimic that design, and it's just gonna be all shanks, like shank, shank, like that diamond design. Yep, love that. Um, love we, it. No, and if 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 you, if we have uh, Ryan Reed actually chimed in on the uh, the one we have over in the Pennsylvania group. Okay. And actually asked, uh, I don't know, we, we, we could touch on it quickly because we may already have, um, what is the issue or problem that people have or say with the first Saturday or Sunday hunting? Give your take, please. Oh. We've kind of we, gone over this um, ad nauseum. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it, I don't know. I think people are afraid of change. Honestly, I think what it boils down to people yeah. are afraid of change and they're afraid of compromising the, the integrity of, you know, what they're used to and what they've grown up. And there's so many memories tied to the woods for so many people of of this state in, in the hunting heritage that, you know, it, it, it comes across as a compromise as, as as contention. And I I get it. I understand that a hundred percent. And I honestly, I, I sympathize with the people who struggle with, you know, comprehending some, some kind of change like this being a positive thing, but give it time. You know, yeah. nobody liked the antler restrictions either. Everybody thought it was the dumbest thing in the world, and now look where we're at. Just hilarious because there's still people who are like, nah, I hate that. I, 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 I don't get it. You know, they're, like we've said it so many times, you know, people are people. They're, they're just going to be the That's way they it. are. That's it. And, you know, it's, I don't know. I, there's, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, and I'm just going to state my honest opinion. I haven't heard a realistically logical good argument against an extra day of hunting yeah which is what that is indeed so you know tra- tradition is good it, it it drives it fuels the sport for sure 
but to argue against something added in a yeah. bonus, you, you really you shouldn't because it's we're we're getting something, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't know. I I didn't. I haven't seen a good argument against it. No, nor have I. Still waiting. Thoughts? Um, oh man, TV. Ah, uh, tomato paste. Yes, sir. That's that was leeks and tomato paste. That that's that's kind of the non-traditional thing that I put in my osabuco. Uh-huh. Uh, Chef Hunsinger just uh, chimed in. Uh, rub them down with tomato paste, and a good dark roast is key. And I couldn't agree more. It really it makes it uh, a big difference in the end game of the osabuco or your. I mean, not the osabuco, the uh, the demi glass. Yeah, you're making a good stock. That's clutch. I uh, agree, hundred percent. Yeah, we got another one. Justin Lots wild blueberry duction sauce works great with steaks. You guys are killing me. Ooh, I need to eat. <laughs> I'm into that wild blueberry yep. reduction. Yeah, that a, sounds uh, so good. I did a cherry. Oh, a cherry and um, what was it? Uh, pepper, uh, chipotle and a chipotle cherry reduction for those chicken lollipops that I smoked. Boy, that was killer. That's a lot of a lot of words, and that's yeah, that's yeah. I smoked some chicken lollipops and put a cherry chipotle reduction on it. Holy hell, that brother, sounds that awesome. Was, that was that was legit. My my oldest son wasn't crazy about it, but he, I don't think he liked the chipotle. But the cherry was. Uh, what does he know? Seriously, he's like freaking twelve. He doesn't yeah, know squat exactly. That's he that's still what I'm thinks saying. that freaking. No, never mind. All right, this is this is a good a good question here though because this is pretty new. The uh, your thoughts on the the purple stripe. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Matthew Totsky. Yeah, uh, that's, thoughts on putting a purple stripe on posters been, or trees. That's yeah. been around the country for a while. Hell yeah, yeah. I think Texas is big. Oklahoma does it. Uh, there's a number of states I out d- there that have been doing it for a long time. You know, and- I actually have some questions on that because I mean, there are. So not not something I would do, but let's just say I've heard of people who you know walk up on a poster. Yeah. And if it's not signed and addressed, it's not technically legal. I've heard that. Right. Um, I, I don't. don't, know. I don't know. I've heard that as well, but I don't know how legit it is. If that would ever now, hold I've up. I've posted property for people that I was hunting their property. I would offer to go around and repost the property for them. Yeah. And I would just basically put the last name on there. Just make sure. And that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at least there's some sort of point of contact on there. Um, because the person that I was posting for didn't want their phone number on there because, well, their neighbors weren't exactly yeah. friendly to them. Yeah. So they didn't need them having their phone number, personal phone number. But to put a last name, I think you're supposed to have a last name and a phone number on them, to be honest with you, but I'm not 100% certain on that. I was just going by the wishes of the landowner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the purple thing, it's been around for years, man. As long as it, it comes down to know your laws, know your game laws. You yeah. know what I mean? Ignorance is no excuse if you're out there and you're like, well, I didn't know the purple pen, mate. Well, I bet you it's going to be in the game lo- the game book. Yeah. You know, if yeah, it that it's gonna, goes through. I mean, I, that, that definitely simplifies it. I mean, it, it, it now it's it's basically at the point, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. But, you know, now it's it's pretty straightforward. You see purple, stay on the other side of it. That's it. You know? Yeah. Unless you have and, and permission. Honestly, it saves you a lot of money because it could get expensive to post a big piece of property. Yeah. And you get down to, you know, the posters and then you got to get your, whatever, you're using nails or a staple gun or whatever. I mean, it's not super expensive, but it's costly. I mean, it's what's enough, a couple yeah. of cans of purple spray paint at Walmart going to cost you? 12 bucks? Yeah. You know, for four or five cans, you know, so. Man, and you want, you want to know something? I'm going to give everyone... Well, not everyone. This is going to be for a very small niche of people. If you're a Vikings fan, get yourself a nice Vikings stencil and there you go. Put Vikings logos all over the woods. That's sweet. Or a Barney head. What's up, Logan? How are you, sir? Oh, Logan actually just joined in. Logan missed us. Speaking of Logan, we uh, just finished up a couple of your uh, incredible beers there, uh, Sleepless Wizard. Yeah, I don't think we 
ever get through a podcast without talking about Juan Paul Peck. I know, right? Yeah, we were just drinking hydro. We might be a little impartial, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but, what, were we, what were we saying? Yeah, but the the purple, I think it's good. I mean, you know, there's a lot of states that do that, and I, I'm, I'm glad that we're starting to adopt some, you know, positive mm, regulations, let's yeah. say, from other states. I, I That's it. I think it's only beneficial. Agreed. You know, if it's working for them, why the hell wouldn't it work for us? You know what I mean? I'm sure there are yeah. some things that just aren't going to work in this area, and I get it, but that's something so minute that, I, I mean, it's you're really going to have to look for a good reason for that not to work, you know? Yep. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Hunsinger, uh, antler restrictions were best move in my lifetime. I agree with you it's 100%. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, I know they played around with doe seasons, with antlerless seasons and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool where it's at or when they did the three-day. They Now they're doing the two-week and then the... Uh, you know, where they opened it up the whole the whole day, whole time you know it's, there's a, a lot of uh playing around with that whole thing but uh yeah. you know i don't know i i think they they're doing a good job of the way they have it now they broke it into wmus and that was kind of a positive thing i think because that was make it easier to supply the doe tags and, right. and get them out to the places that need them more you know right or where they don't need to be killing deer you know yeah. they're gonna reel them in a little bit but well, what do we got? Anything left? Um, Anything in those other groups? Because I'm not following along. No, with those. I, I I just went back and checked it out. Um, uh, wa- actually, never mind. Wanting to hunt horns more now than ever. Used to never care, but after hunting archery for three three years hard, wanting to get a nice buck. What are your suggestions? Any tips? Whoo, doggy. Patience. Ryan Reed. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, he was actually the one who posed the last question yeah, uh, pa- about the Saturday Sunday. Patience is key, man. That's Patience. It, man. And Think about right time of year. I mean, you know, somebody helped. somebody put it to me like this. It was actually uh, my cousin. He shot a lot of deer with the bow. He said, "So he's the kind of guy who says he's happy killing a two and a half year old eight pointer every year with the bow." Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But he said, you know, if I didn't, he thinks back to all these deer that he shot, and he said, "Man, imagine like." what could have happened if I let one walk. Mm-hmm. Who knows what walked by his stand after that. And that right. it, that, that kind of made, made a good point. If, if everyone, and, and I shouldn't say everyone, but imagine like your best day of hunting. Yeah. Imagine what else might have walked by. Sure. You know? And, and the other thing is not setting your expectations way too high. Because right. I've, I've had that burn me in the past too. Like I've let sure. three and a half year old deer, maybe, maybe well, that one that I will let walk that one time. I look back on that and that deer... He looked like a sausage, and it's stupid because I was looking at his antlers, and they weren't, you know, right. what they probably should have been. He might have been on the downhill at that point. I would say look at age, you know, look look at body type. Like, don't get totally obsessed with antlers. But. Right. No, it's 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 a it's a good thing to kind of set your sights and set a goal. Uh, just if it triggers you, man, and you're like, I'm going to shoot that deer, shoot the deer. And it's it sounds like he like. Right now, it sounds like he's growing as as a, as a outdoorsman and a conservationist. Yeah. He, he's at that level. He's just ready for that next, that next step. step. Yeah, yeah, that next stage in your in in your hunting life, your and, hunting and, career. If you and will. the one thing there is, if you are if you've killed a lot of deer, don't move to find other deer. You know, you you're good there. Just it's just about waiting for that yeah, right one. Wait it out. I mean, be patient and uh, and don't sell yourself short. I mean, like I said, we've talked about it before. I mean, for some people. Uh, you know, a two and a half year old eight point comes in and that, that flips that switch for you 
where you feel it and you're like, it's on and I'm comfortable with, with taking this deer. Other people see those deer and they let them walk and they're like, I know there's something bigger and I'm just, that's not my goal. I'm going to stick to my guns right. and I'm going to, I want to try and accomplish a goal that I set for myself. And again, that comes back to what you just said and not setting your expectations too high, yeah. but it, it is what it is. If you're going to set your expectations to killing a bigger deer, then you got to be okay with the consequence that comes along if you don't see that bigger deer. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? So and you, it's you, all in what your personal goals are and, and what you're comfortable with in, in regard to making the, uh, you know, making a compromise. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, this, this reminds me of a conversation I just had with somebody at work recently where they, they shot a deer this year and they said, oh, you know, it's, it's not my biggest. And, and, you know, I, I, I kind of regretted shooting it afterwards and blah, blah, blah. But he said, it was that split second decision and my adrenaline was going. I said, well, then that's all you need. Like, you yeah. don't have to justify it. Like, if it got you the the feeling that you were looking for and you you felt good about it, then you're good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I don't think it needs any justification. No, agree. You know, if you get, get to experience that, that's what you're setting out to do. That's it. So I, I'm always good with that. Um, we got more questions coming in. Now it's getting, <laughs> we're, we're, we just hit an hour, but we'll, we'll keep going. Prefer rifle season or archery? And I was actually thinking a lot about this this year. Obviously, you know what my answer is. I, yeah. I, I love archery. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm an archer. I just like, I like bow hunting. But this year, you know, maybe it was just because I didn't fill my buck tag. But more than ever this year, I, I was just thinking about, man, I would love to just be in a box stand right now, like, you know, with my little stove going, like, mm. that's rifle season. Yeah, yeah. And that's its own thing. And I haven't really dove into that in a long time. Next year, I'm, I'm hoping to uh, develop this property a little bit more. Hope right. if, if, you know, if I get the, the permission and to do what I want to do, I'll have a nice box stand back there, you know, be able to bring my little stove and mm-hmm. sit there all day and be nice and comfortable with the, with, with the rifle. And yeah, there, I mean, obviously hunting is awesome either way yeah but yeah I, I i like them both i prefer archery and you know and i don't know that i prefer archery hunting more i prefer archery preparation more. yeah you know with rifle hunting i go every year to shoot my gun and make sure it's on aside from packing my clothes and getting my gear together for the day that's my preparation for rifle yeah. season maybe is more to it that i'm not seeing um, but when it comes to archery I mean, I'm tuning my bow, I'm checking my arrows, I'm building arrows, I'm tuning things, I'm yeah. I'm shooting distance, I'm testing new equipment, you know what I mean? And you, you have to have a little bit more gear because the transition from early archery season to late archery season is such a drastic yeah. polar opposite, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like, you got possibility of hunting in 70 degree weather. And yep. then the possibility of hunting, and I had that one picture I put up every year where it was negative 21, yeah. and I was in a freaking tree. I just did it to see if I could. That was yeah. a bad, bad idea. Yeah. Don't do that, people. Don't, yeah. don't, don't do that. I almost lost three toes over that. Um, but it's one of those things that you, it, there's so much more, I think, to the game of archery yeah. that I appreciate that. I love that aspect of it. You know what I mean? There's a little bit more skill level involved. I mean, we're not going to have that conversation, but I mean, you know, it takes a little more skill to get closer to the deer. Yeah. Uh, to, to be prepared. To, yeah, to draw yeah. back. You got to be in physical condition, physical shape. I mean, there's more to it that I just appreciate about archery, but I'm a hunter. I'm yeah. a hunter. Then I'm a bow hunter. Then I'm a rifle hunter and, and so on. And and just touch back on what I said. It's like they're both hunting at their core, but it's just 
the preparation is different and the right. style is different. Like what I was missing was sitting in like a box stand where you sit right, there all day, right, right. And, and that's awesome. But then there's guys that hunt with the rifle like they hunt with the bow. They just bring their rifle to their archery right. stand. You sit there and you still hope for that close shot, and it's mm-hmm. just you could hunt that way too. But I think that people love that, you know, that sitting in the the box blind and cooking food on the stove. Sure, and, you know, you know like doing I'm, that all day thing. Those that, guys, that's nostalgia. Ice fishing and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we used to go ice fishing with buddies, and we do more cooking, eating, and drinking than we did fishing. You right. know what I mean? But we still had a blast out on the right. ice. You know, so there's a lot of nostalgia that comes along with that too. So, yeah, man, 100, dude. Yeah, what, uh, what, what, a, what a terrible way to not answer that question. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I prefer archery season over rifle season. If I had to pick one, oh, that yeah. would be my answer. So if it was it was, it was one or the other, yeah, yeah I'm I, say I, archery. I would pick archery. But I, I, I mean, I, I have a, a, a distinct passion for both. No, no question. Right. Uh, right. Justin Lots Inside Edge is refreshing. Yes, sir, it is. However. Yeah. You need to get up to uh, Wall and Paul Pack Beverage and you need to try the Beyond the Pines. Yeah. It's only on tap. It's a very exclusive beer. So to say you even got your lips on it would be a, 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 you know, quite a statement. So I'd get up there and try that out. That is the, the beer that was, I don't even think you said the name of it. When we were talking about the, uh, the beer earlier that you did with Wall and Paul Pack. Oh, we did. I beer didn't even... and, I don't yeah. think you even said the name of it. Oh. We talked about it, but we didn't say what it was called. Yeah, Beyond the Pines. Boy, we suck at this game. Well, I, I think at this point everyone knows what Yeah, the... Beyond the Pines. Go up and ask for it. Uh, it's yeah. on tap there. It is absolutely amazing with yeah, the spruce tips. It's a phenomenal beer. A few kegs Logan left. did a, a killer job on that. If you're close to any of these breweries, they all have it. Yeah. Log Tavern, Hopping Eagle, mm-hmm. Mall and Paul Pack. Logan says kegs are moving fast, though, so... So get on it, ladies and gentlemen. Get yeah. on it, because uh, once it's gone, it's gone. And it's a, it's a drinker for sure. I yeah, mean, you, it's you low could... ABV. Um, so it was like six, six, six and a half, change? six yeah. and a half. I mean, it, low ABV heavier, for the some of the heavy hitters that w- that we drink. Well, that's it. I mean, it, it tasted it, it tasted like some of the ones that we drink that are eight, eight and a half, nine. Yeah, you know what I mean. It yeah. had that great IPA flavor. Uh, without sacrificing anything to keep a low ABV because it was nice because, like I said, when we got there, I was double-fisting them right out of the gate. Yeah. And I was fine. I mean, you know, because I spaced myself out, we ate a bunch of food while we were there. Yeah. Food, by the way, phenomenal. Yeah, Killer so food there as well. So, yeah, I mean, uh, get up there, try it out because, once, like I said, once it's gone, it's gone. It was a one-off beer. Uh, who knows, maybe something else cool will come down uh, – the line, you know, with it, but there might be a, a 2.0 or something yeah. in the works. We'll yeah, see. But for, uh, sure. for right now, that's that's it, man. It, once it's gone, it's gone. So um, Matt Totsky said, "What days do you have your podcasts?" And uh, um, it's whichever. It's uh, it's a ch- it, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not the most organized group. I mean, we were, it's it, not that we're not organized. It's just like you know, we both have fair ca- enough. That's a good way. Careers of outside of this. This yeah. isn't really even a career. It's just something we do right now. So. There's no set schedule. We, and we don't do this every time either. Right, this right. Is, yeah, this is kind of done a, in months. Yeah, you know? and we. I think that what we're going to end up doing with this one, this is going to be its own podcast, and then we're going to reload here and let's do twenty. Hey, I like it. We started off as losers and now we're winners. See that? I love that. That's how it rolls, man. That's how it rolls here at Sons of the Hunt. Yeah, but I think that's a good way to wrap up. Episode 19, essentially. Yeah. It was just all live, off the cuff. We'll do it live. I dig it. And that's it. So This might become a trend next year. We'll see. Yeah, this was this was awesome. Thank, thank yeah. you, everybody. And yeah. uh, 
Absolutely. Now we're going to do one not live. How about and that? And that'll be episode 20. And maybe we'll think of something cool to talk about, and maybe we won't. Oh, we got some ideas. We got a couple ideas. I mean, we had an incredible year at season two with this. Um, you know, we made some changes, uh, you know, from season one to season two. Um, maybe we can kind of rehash some of the the, the, the things that we really liked about uh, this season. We had some That's really cool we'll people on. Uh, kind of rehash this because last this first episode of season two was talking about season one. Season one, yeah. And uh, maybe we can end the uh, end the year on yeah. kind of rehashing our season, what we liked about it. Maybe we can figure out, drop some hints about what's coming next uh, next season, which is coming fast. Yep. So that's what we're gonna do. So we're gonna shut this one down, mm-hmm. and we will be back. Well, we won't be back with you guys. Right. So, well, anyway, yeah. we probably won't see you before. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank yeah. you very much. Have a great holiday with you and your family. Uh, lots of love. Be safe. And uh, thank you again for another awesome season. Yep. We will see you in episode 20 in a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to that futuristic, weird That's timeline it. again. See ya. Yeah.